Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Monday, the 27th of February in London. Coming up today. Trading up, Sunak gets set to unveil a Northern Ireland Brexit deal, but will his own party back it? Hiring into a headwind. UK firms say job cuts aren't on the cards, even as recession risks grow. Nailed on for 50, the ECB's Christine Lagarde says a half-point hike in March is all but certain. HSBC looks to cut its London office space. Citigroup loses a a top rainmaker and Pfizer in talks to acquire CGen for $30 billion. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus, did COVID-19 come from a lab leak? A US government report says it's the most likely origin. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. The UK and the European Union are said to be preparing to unveil a post-Brexit settlement on Northern Ireland. Bloomberg understands the agreement will be announced after a Monday meeting between the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab says he's hoping an agreement will be finalised very soon. If we can get this resolved for the people of Northern Ireland, for the businesses, for the communities, and frankly, uh, uh, the manifesto pledge we made really to thoroughly, properly, fully get Brexit done, to be a major achievement. While the Deputy Prime Minister is positive, the government is facing vocal opposition from Northern Ireland's Democratic Unionist Party and some pro-Brexit Tory MPs. If a deal can be agreed, it will be seen as a triumph for Sunak, who sought to, sought to dial down tensions with the EU since taking power in October. A survey of British business leaders has shown that the vast majority expect a recession this year, but they don't plan to cut jobs. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has the details. Three quarters of UK business leaders say they expect their workforce to stay the same or to grow over the next 12 months, with about the same proportion also optimistic about their firm's growth prospects. If the survey by Boston Consulting Group is right, that makes the Bank of England's task in taming inflation much harder. The bank's forecast hinges on rising unemployment, slowing growth in salaries. And when it comes to inflation, more than half of the business leaders say they plan to continue raising prices over the coming six months. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. ECB President Christine Lagarde says the central bank has every reason to hike another 50 basis points in March. Her comments to India's economic times underline the stubbornly high rate of inflation. Governing Council member Ignacio Visco told Bloomberg the major unknown is if core inflation follows energy prices back down. The issue is whether it will go down as energy prices are down. That is the big question. 
if, if the sources of the increase in inflation uh, recede, then uh, really we should we expect we should expect that prices follow mm. non-energy prices. If they don't, then this calls for monetary policy being very attentive. Visco was speaking on the sidelines of the G20 meeting in India. Meanwhile, the IMF's Kristalina Georgieva warning central bankers at the summit to remain vigilant as price rises remain high. Now, Warren Buffett has urged shareholders to keep the faith on the US economy after Berkshire reported weaker results in some of its key businesses. Operating earnings fell 14% in the fourth quarter as higher prices hit its railroad and insurance units. In his annual letter, Buffett says that he's yet to see a time when it's right to make a long-term bet against America. An intelligence report by the US Energy Department has reportedly identified a Chinese lab leak as the most likely origin of COVID-19. According to the Wall Street Journal, the conclusion was reached due to new intelligence, though the judgment was made with only, quote, low confidence. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. This is reported to be a classified document and one of several, but the report says the Energy Department believes it was due to a mishap at a biological lab. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on CNN says this is part of an ongoing investigation. The reference to the Department of Energy, President Biden specifically requested that the national labs, which are part of the Department of Energy, be brought into this assessment because he wants to put every tool at use. Sullivan says key members of Congress will be involved in the loop of all investigations. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Right, those are a few of our top stories for you this morning. Um, I think a lot of focus over the weekend and today, of course, on whether Rishi Sunak can triumph and actually deliver a deal on a post-Brexit arrangement for Northern Ireland. A deal that, okay, his own MPs and the DUP actually agree to, let alone Europe. Yeah, there's an element of this that feels a bit like Christmas Eve two years ago when we got <laughs> the first version of uh, of this agreement. Uh, and all of the other big moments we've had over the past couple of years as well. This is another marker, another milestone in the Brexit process. It's the sign of a new chapter, perhaps a turning a corner in relations with the EU after Brexit. But look, Ursula von der Leyen is here. We'll hear more from the Prime Minister and from her later to, to, to see what it is they've come up with. And then, as you say, the hard work of selling it to the, those key constituencies gets underway. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, uh, here in London, of course, there may not be much elbow room at the swanky bars and cocktail lounges <laughs> of tell Mayfair. Me, <laughs> I am. It's very important because, of course, International Energy Week is back. So this is the top gathering for oil traders in the world. And it's sort of back, I hear, in full in London this week. And all of the discussion is going to be about whether there is going to be a big rally in the oil markets or not, which have been pretty sort of stagnant, even with China's reopening. So that's one to watch out for. Hmm, interesting one indeed. Coming up next, HSBC looks to cut its London office space. Citigroup loses a top rainmaker and Pfizer in talks to acquire CGen for $30 billion. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. And joining us now is Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans. Let's start with The Times, Leanne, saying that HSBC is to halve space for its head office. Well, Caroline, I always feel like HSBC is one of those markers, isn't it, in London? We can all see in Canary Wharf when you drive into the capital. But now it's looking for a new London office that is less than half the size of that massive skyscraper at Canary Wharf. And this, as the enduring shift towards flexible work takes its toll on the capital's office market. The bank is working with the property agents Cushman and Wakefield to find a new global headquarters, according to The Times. Now, HSBC, Caroline and Stephen, has really embraced flexible working to a greater extent than its peers like JP Morgan and also Goldman Sachs, and is really on this big global drive to slash its office space by 40% compared with pre-pandemic levels. Now, HSBC HSBC's mooted departure from Canary Wharf echoes another firm, and that's the law firm Clifford Chance. And this is all down to things like rising interest rates and poor demand have pushed city office values down 15.3% in just the last six months. And this is according to data from MSCI. And according to a BN article, the building, one of the district's tallest towers, as I do see, pretty much a landmark, is now owned by Qatar's sovereign wealth fund. So there we are, a real change to the landscape Mm. here in the city. Indeed. Let's look at the Financial Times next. The headline, Citigroup loses a top London-based dealmaker. And she's a woman, Stephen. Alison Harding-Jones, one of Citigroup's most senior dealmakers, is leaving at the end of next month. And this is according to three people with knowledge of the matter who have been speaking to the FT. Harding-Jones has been the head of M&A business in Europe, the Middle East and also Africa. Now, that's since 2017. And she was actually poached by City from UBS. She has advised on huge deals like Philip Morris International Acquisition of the smokeless tobacco company Swedish Match and the £4 billion purchase of the department store Selfridges by the Thai conglomerate Central Group on Australian group Singer back in 2021. We did speak about that. I'm sure a lot of people remember that. Now, her departure really comes as a slowdown in deal-making activity has hit investment banks around the world so globally. M&A fell by a record amount during the second half of 20. 2022, according to the FT, worldwide investment bank fees for M&A activity fell 26% to $35 billion, and that was last year. So a departure of Alison Harding-Jones from Citigroup. Yeah, that's interesting from the FT. Uh, what about the Wall Street Journal? This just caught our attention because it's so much money. Uh, Pfizer in talks to acquire C-Gen in a deal likely valued at more than $30 billion. That's the headline. That is the headline, but it's also important 
important to note that it's a potential deal. We actually don't know if mm. it's going to be successful as of yet. And this is an exclusive from the Wall Street Journal. And it's reporting that Pfizer, as you did say, is in talks to acquire the biotech company CGen. CGen would be expected to command a premium above its $30 billion market value. Huge amount of money. It is the latest potential deal for a big drug company which is aiming to add a promising class of targeted cancer therapies. Now, that is Pfizer. As I mentioned, talks are really at an early stage. There's just no guarantee this deal will go ahead. Some of the reason for this hesitation is CGen was an advanced talks last year to acquire Merck and Co, but they actually failed to reach an agreement. But a deal would help Pfizer, one of the largest pharmaceutical companies with $100 billion in sales last year to add to its lineup of cancer treatments. It is really working on at the moment. Potential deal worth a lot of money. Let's see if it goes ahead. We know that one with CGen has not quite made it through yet. Okay, Leanne Gerrans, thank you very much for that look through the newspapers this morning. Okay, now to the markets then. Friday's robust reading of PCE inflation in the US was accompanied by faster inflation in both core and super core measures. This week we get European inflation data. Another energy-driven decline is expected in the headline inflation rate for Europe, but that may do little to uh, comfort the hawks on the ECB. Joining us now is Executive Editor for Asia Markets, Paul Dobson. Paul, great to have you with us. So traders have now repriced the peak in US rates. This is really crucial. Watch here. You know, how high is the Fed going to get interest rates and how long is it going to keep them there? And in response to the latest signs that inflation just refuses to uh, die down at the moment, you know, the market continues to uh, calibrate its expectations higher. Uh, so the, we're fully priced for, for three rate hikes and then a little bit more beyond that, probably up towards five and a half percent even uh, looking looking through the uh, short-term interest rate swaps markets. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's not even far enough. There were some reports over the weekend about a study presented at a conference in New York uh, Friday talking about needing to go as high as 6.5% to cool inflation. So, you know, some really uh, extraordinarily high numbers compared to what we've been used to over the past few decades. Um, People starting to think about those scenarios and what that might mean uh, then for the pricing of equities and FX and the rest of the global asset uh, complex. Yeah, and the shakedown through the rest of the markets as well. In terms of the euro area, we're we're going to be looking at core inflation on this side of the Atlantic now Mm. this week. Uh, What what should we be expecting? What's that likely to mean for the ECB? We had those comments from Christine Lagarde uh, speaking to an Indian newspaper today. I think I think um, inflation is expected to keep cooling with the energy prices, but I think that the ECB has continued to be expected to be resolute in terms of uh, keeping going with the price with the interest rate hikes in order to continue the path of steadily slower inflation. So I think the market is fully priced for uh, as much as a half point increase at the next ECB's meeting. And again, it's important to look at what the, what's the sort of endpoint trajectory look like. How much further can the ECB go? And I think the market is also priced out now. The idea that the ECB will be cutting rates again later in the year. So again, it's that sort of like higher peak and more sustained uh, period of higher interest rates um, going forwards. And I think, you know, if you if you translate that to the FX arena, one of the things that people are going to be looking at is the relative 
pace of hikes and endpoint for the ECB from here relative to the Fed. And that may give us a, a better idea of where euro dollar is going to wind up. The euro could continue to go higher if the ECB uh, pace of hikes or ultimate endpoint from here uh, mm. is, is higher than where the Fed's looking to go. Okay. Paul, given your focus on Asian markets, I can't let this conversation go by without mentioning China's MPC, which starts at the end of this week. This is um, the National People's Congress. It's usually a political moment, isn't it? There's still a lot of nervousness around Chinese assets, and a lot of that is to do with the politics of Xi Jinping. What is your thinking about what the MPC might, might change? Yeah, it'll be very interesting to watch. And thank you for letting me have at least one question on my home patch, uh, Caroline. <laughs> yes. uh, so, um, you know, I think at the moment, the Chinese recovery looks very uh, uneven. Um, and I think that the concern for the for the market point of view is how much is it going? Is the MPC going to address the consumer versus how much is it going to uh, address things like construction? And if it leans more towards the construction, that could lead to a broader recovery, pushing up commodity prices, which will fan inflation again for the rest of the world. If it really does continue to focus on the consumer, then that could you know, help to, to boost domestic demand some more and it will strengthen different parts of the economy, maybe boost that energy demand more than it would do to things like metals. I think the, the sort of bigger picture is more about trust, though, right? Uh, it's more about how much of a clique Xi Jinping is surrounding himself with, how reliable that is. And in order to really win back the uh, sort of um, support, maybe, or the, the, the sort of long-term buy-in from global investors, which is something so far we're not seeing a great deal of. In order to win that back, it's going to take much longer sort of period of um, of, of, mm. of, of sort of actions that, that people can predict, right? And the market doesn't like uncertainty. It doesn't like unpredictability. So so giving people the, the stuff that they can latch onto in a longer term uh, path is really crucial for the, the longer term investment pro- uh, projections. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.